Joe Painter. This is another edition of What's the Story? I'm so glad you could join us. Don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube so you don't miss any of these stories here on The People Chronicles. With me today is Dr. Bill Santoro. It is so good to see you. Thanks for taking the time. You're welcome. Now you, you've went in a new direction, so to speak, in, in the last decade or so. Doctor, you are the director of the Substance Abuse Use <laughs> <laughs> Get in substance use. I'm the chief of the section of substance use disorder uh, through the Reading Health System, the Reading Hospital Medical Center. And also the medical director at New, New Directions. Directions. Yes. And uh, what is New Directions? New Directions is a methadone maintenance treatment program. Okay. Now, we'll go right out of the gate. I kept saying substance abuse disorder, and you said substance use disorder. There's clearly a difference. Can you tell me about that? Well, um, Use would cover use and abuse, whereas oh. abuse would only cover the misuse of a medication or a product. So calling it the use, a use disorder um, would be more politically correct, I guess. Okay, um, okay. We need to get this straight, I'm thinking. We have this serious, in my opinion, epidemic in the United States. I think it's something like 23 million people in the U.S. suffer from addiction. Is that a fair statement? Yes, that is a fair statement. 23 million people. I also read that 102 people die every day, 102 people, from an overdose. That's more than die in car accidents every day. That's more than are killed with guns and gun violence. We are outraged at gun violence, as we should be. We are outraged if we have accidents, severe accidents, and that makes the news. Why isn't this front page? There's something about substance use disorder that is separating it, and and we're not looking at it as an epidemic. That's because, and I'm being facetious here, but that's because you're talking when somebody dies of gun violence, you're talking about a real person. You're not talking about a drug addict. Um, now, that's a word that you know from personal that I don't use. Right. Um, but people write, peop- they write my patients off because they can say, well, he's just a drug addict. Yes. And it's not. They're people. Um, this, it, it's a medical disease. Drug addiction. Addiction is a medical disease. It is not a disease of lack of willpower. It is not a disease of uh, low morals. It is a medical disease. And when you say a person is an addict, what you're saying is they are the disease. And no other medicine disease does that. You know, I saw a patient the other day. I'm also, you know that I also do some family medicine work. Mm -hmm. So I saw a patient the other day, and they came in, and they were complaining of pain back here. And I gave them some medication, and I ordered some studies, and they came back, and they said, the pain is still here. And I did some more studies, and I got an x-ray, and it shows some deterioration. And I got, and they came in, and I saw them again. And I got an MRI, and it showed really deterioration. Well, I finally called them in after the fifth time, and I said, I know what the problem is. You are a pain in the neck. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom, you're not joking, are you? (laughs) Isn't that, that's, that's what he is. He is the disease. But oh, it, see, you are an addict. You are you a pain in the neck. You are the pain in the neck. No, he has the pain in the neck. With addiction, 
It's the same thing. They are not the disease. So they are not the addiction. They are not the addict. They have the disease of addiction. They have an addiction. There's a big difference there. There is a big difference. And as you're talking about this, do you know what I'm thinking? If you go on social media, how many times on social media do you see um, stories about people that are diabetics or they have Alzheimer's or they have MS or they have cancer and, and there's great compassion and you want to talk about it, but you don't go on there and say, well, my son is suffering from addiction or my husband um, is, uh, suffers from alcoholism and, and pray for him. We don't do that for this disease. No, it's not warm and fuzzy. Why do we look at it that way? Why is there a stigma? Because if there's a stigma, then it's, it's in the dark, it's under the covers, and how do we heal something that's hidden? Well, it started in 1914, in my humble opinion. It started in 1914 with the Harrison Act of 1914, which made it illegal for a physician to treat a person addicted to opiates with opiates. Um, and that law wow. is still on the books. In fact, you, they had to write a law... Uh, to make an exception called the Data 2000 Act, which allows physicians to use an opiate to treat opiate dependence. So, but back in 1914, in my opinion, what they did is they moved the disease of addiction out of the hands of medicine and into law enforcement. So mm. we treat people with this disease by locking them up. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to make all sorts of excuses. I've got liberal and conservative family members, and some of them would claim that I'm saying that nobody should be punished for what they do. No. If somebody knocks over a little lady and robs them, they need to pay that price to society. Mm -hmm. Whether they did that because they have addiction or they did that because they just felt like doing it or any other reason, they still have to pay the price to society. But... When all is said and done, if they have a disease, they also need to be treated for that disease. And to go into prison and to be told, we're not going to treat that disease. You're on medication for a disease. We're not going to give it to you. We would not do that with diabetes. You would get your insulin. So if you're being treated now and you commit a crime and you go to prison, you don't get that treatment get, anymore? In most cases, not all. Um, Berks County uh, Prison is one of the few. Uh, that will continue a methadone patient, methadone-treated patient with methadone in prison. Most prisons throughout the country will stop the methadone when the person is incarcerated. Most prisons will stop the buprenorphine when they're incarcerated. Would they stop something for epilepsy or MS Absolutely or cancer? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So overall, we, society, we do not treat addiction as a disease, rather that, oh, it's his choice. It's a moral doing failing. it again, that kind of thing. And maybe we should do that with other diseases. You know, you have a person with a gallbladder problem. Notoriously, they're overweight. Well, they did it themselves. I don't think we should put them through surgery and spend the money to remove their gallbladder. After all, they did it themselves. You know, I, I joke about this, but I got to be honest. We all have our own prejudices, mm -hmm. including myself. Mm -hmm. I, I sit here and tell people that treat my patients like everybody else. But we all have a prejudice, even against this. I remember I saw a patient, uh, and this is a true story. I saw a patient that I had seen previously, five years before, and I asked him where he went. He just disappeared, and he said um, he was in prison. Uh. And 
I asked him a question that I've never asked anybody before and never ask again. I asked him why he was incarcerated. Now, I ask a lot of personal questions to patients. Um, this was a question, and most of those personal questions are because I need to know that information, right. uh, medically speaking. But this information, I didn't need to know. I was wrong. I should not have asked that question. But he answered it, and he said, um, I was put in jail for killing somebody. Well, at this point, I had gone down that slippery slope, and what I said to him next was, oh, was it a drug deal gone bad, knowing that he had this problem with addiction? And he said, no, no, it wasn't a drug deal gone bad. It was just a jogger. He had killed a jogger. Just? Just a jogger. Well, you know, because you know me, I run a lot. You jogger, I wanted to say to him, what do you mean just a jogger? That jogger could have been me. It could have been one of my friends. That was a real person. And then I thought, wait a minute. What I wanted him to say was, it was just a drug deal gone bad. It's not like it was a real person. It was just a drug deal gone bad. And I realized at that moment that we all have our prejudices, including myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be a jogger. I wanted it to be somebody addicted to drugs. And here I sit here and tell you, don't do that. Which means that if it's going to, if I have that prejudice, then I have to allow others to have it. But I also have to work to eradicate it from myself as well as when I try to eradicate it from the public. So the question is, how do we eradicate it? And is it helpful to have uh, ongoing and very public dialogue about addiction being a disease and not a choice and the ways that we treat it and remove the stigma? Well, I think that's the only way. To to solve a problem, you first have to identify it. Mm -hmm. So to Mm -hmm. identify it means to accept the fact that these are the problems within the disease. Uh, And once you bring that into the light, then you can start talking about the treatments. And the treatment spans everything from non-medical all the way through medical and everything in between. And I'm not saying there's one bullet that's going to fix this problem. There isn't. Mm-hmm. If there was, we'd just do that and it'd be over. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? It, it would be nice, but it's not going to happen because every individual, every treatment for every individual has to be individualized. We need to meet the patient where they are. Some are going to need a lot of counseling. Some are going to need a little counseling. Some are going to need a lot of medicine. Some are going to need a little medicine. Some aren't going to need medicine at all. So it's as individual as the person. Very individualized. There's a lot here that we can explore, and I'm hoping you will stick around for the next episode here on What's the Story? We will continue our conversation with Dr. Bill Santoro and find out more about how to identify it and what's the best way to treat it. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com.